Hey, man, I'm Kevin Smith. Jason Muse. And guess what? We are friends of the show. That's why we're here on PWTCast, man. Listen. Listen to it. Listen. Listening. Put in your earballs. Ooh. The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 162 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump, and this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you this podcast right here on this very feed for free uh, every week. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWT cast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as patreon.com forward slash PWT cast. Uh, this last week, we just dropped uh, for you $10 and up patrons an episode of Scrump's Detective Agency talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. And uh, for all for the rest of you guys, we dropped uh, Scrum's family video with myself and Drew talking Halloween, uh, the the OG Halloween, not the seventeen different versions that followed it. Uh, but as well as uh, yeah, you go ahead and sign up for that patreon.com forward slash pwtcast. Of course, it is a it is a new month. This month we will be covering uh, Clerks Three, Hateful Eight, Black Panther, and uh, Attack the Block, as well as two episodes of Scrum's Detective Agency. Uh, Vivian and I are thinking maybe Alyssa Lamb and. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. So that might be uh, what's up our sleeve. Uh, but of course, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash PWTCast and sign up there. Um, happy Halloween, you guys. Uh, it, it's it's officially Halloween. Uh, it's a spooky season. It has now come to an end. Uh, unless you're one of those people that just celebrate spooky season all year long. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the the whole concept of, of, of Halloween, you know, trick or treat. And I, I decided, you know, like, let's give you guys a little bit of a treat. And, and of course, in, in the episode with, uh, which now I've told him it's going to be our yearly episode with, with Brody King. Like, it's just, you know, he said, I'll oh, come on, whatever. And I'm, I was like, well, I'm going to fucking take you up on that then because uh, I want to make that official. Uh, as well as something else that I want to make official. Uh probably last year around this time if not maybe like a month or so from now uh dave who used to do the podcast with me and got a little busy with his own personal life you know he has a family he has a daughter and stuff like that so he had to to walk away and and for a while uh cousin jeremy was sort of just stepping in but this was but and of course cousin jeremy jeremy zaha warehouse manager here pro wrestling tees and and this was prior to us uh having as much to do in the warehouse like at first he was just hired to run the warehouse completely by himself now it's like six seven people that like work underneath him only because again there's just so much to fucking do in the warehouse that we were making the poor boy do everything uh and so of course he got busy and so he wasn't able to come on here as much as uh you know we'd like to and then uh the other co-host broke up with me so I was sort of left co-hostless for for a while, and thankfully the the one thing that I do love about the this network of podcasts that you know uh, podcast adjacents that I've become friends with that have you know uh, always offered you know hey if you ever need someone to jump on everyone ever need someone to come on and I've taken plenty of people up on that uh, one gentleman in particular it was his birthday and he said for my birthday I really just want to come on the podcast and do it with you. And uh, ever since that, 
I've just sort of been like, hey, do you want to come on this week again too? Hey, do you want to come on this week again too? And so I figured, uh, you know, much like if he were my eighth grade girlfriend, I need to publicly tell everyone and make it official. So, uh, you know, going forward, uh, you know, joining me here as a, you know, my, my not no longer guest co-host, but sort of just, you know, co-host in co-host, uh, Drew Kistler. Drew, my man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Actually, you know what? This one is not my birthday, but it is the birthday of somebody we both love very much. Happy birthday to Terry Allen. Happy birthday to Terry Allen. I love Terry Allen. Terry Allen, of course, she's born on Halloween. Yes. See, that that makes sense then why Wes came out the way he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's for sure some sort of demon baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His brother, I don't know. But coming out of the the sweet angel that is Terry, (laughs) Uh, she's never she's never, never harmed a person in her life. Treated those kids with such great respect their entire life. Never had a negative word to say about either of her sons, you know, and all they do is shit on her. You know, it's just it's just real unfair. Well, that's why Terry's got us, because, <laughs> yes. uh, of course, he, here at the PWT cast, we love Terry Allen. I call her my grandma because uh, I want a new grandma. I don't know my I don't yeah. know my dad's mom and my mom's mom is dead. So, yeah, Terry Allen, my grandma. Happy birthday, <laughs> grandma. Um, oh, yeah. Every every and every time I text her, like, it's always been, hey, mom, like it's that's that's just where we're at. Like, I'm this is she's I've. In high school, I probably spent just as many nights at her house as I did my own house. So that's that's the way that went. She's the sweetest. Person. Like, of course, she yeah. uh, her her and Wes put out the episode. You know, she's uh, she's battling mm-hmm. cancer right now. You know, and yeah. she's winning. Thankfully, fuck yeah, yeah, she's kicking cancer's ass. And after that episode came out, like I remember her. I remember sending her some like long message about like, hey, you know, like I love you. I hope everything's good. Like I sent her some like Dan House and stuff. And Mm -hmm. she has the gall to message me back and say, hey, I'm sorry I've not had time to make you some homemade uh, caramel corn and send it over to you. And I was like, (laughs) Terry, stop. Like, that is, do not worry about my my popcorn needs right now. Like, you get better, and that is is what will make me feel better, you know? But, again, just the kind of person that she is. So, so yes, a a huge shout-out to to Terry Allen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for making make it official. And uh, like I said, I've I've had a great time talking to you over the last couple months, and uh, can't wait to see what see what the next few months, years, whatever decades brings. So listen, man. Just don't stop being friends with me for a weird reason, or don't break up uh-huh. with me. And you know this this should yeah. be fine. Like cool. You know. Uh, I'll I'll. I'll I'll put up a little post-it note here at the desk just to remind me. <laughs> don't break up with Scrum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, or don't start managing the warehouse because, you know, then, then you'll, you'll just be too busy, which, again, it's a great thing. It's a great thing that warehouse is as yeah. busy as it is. Yeah. Um, what do you got? But, of course, it is Halloween, uh, you know, officially mm-hmm. right now that you guys are listening to it. It's a day, it's yes. a, it's a day before Halloween right now that we're recording, so some spooky stuff might still happen. Um, mm-hmm. What do you call it? Uh, what's, uh, what do you call it? Fuck. Damn it. I completely lost my train of thought right there. But, uh, yeah, no, Halloween. Are you, I, we might've already talked about it though. Is there, uh, you, you know, of course you had your costume for the Halloween party that, you know, you guys mm-hmm. threw, threw a while back Any and any, any actual Halloween activities going down. I mean, it, with it being a Monday, 
Are you getting? Are you throwing that costume back on? Or are you just? Uh, I will be because I'll be doing a trick or treat. We like it's weird. Like we have. I I got lucky where I moved now. Like where I lived before, it was not a trick or treat neighborhood, and this one is. So I'm pretty excited about that. I love. There's nothing I love more than like I I don't know like. It's 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 a weird sentence to say, but just know it comes from a good place. Like I love seeing the like little kids in their costumes. Like it's so <laughs> so cool. Like especially if something's creative. Like if something's like if it's not just like off the shelf and it's like oh my god that's fucking great. Like mm-hmm. like I, I think I told it with uh, um, when we talked before about uh, how like the one the one kid was dressed as Elliot from ET like. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck? This kid doesn't know what ET is. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, is, it really is like one of those things that, you know, just brings me joy as an old man. <laughs> no, I, these kids. no, I get it, dude. Like, it's, yeah. it, it's so weird to me because I got like, I, like, I grew up in the city. So it was always one of those things where like, um, Halloween, it wasn't exactly the Halloween that I would see on some like Disney Channel, you know, yeah. original movie. Like, I watch Hubie Halloween or, or even Trick or Treat, and I'm like, that is the Halloween I wish, <laughs> aside from being eaten alive mm-hmm. by succubuses or vampires, yeah. whatever they were. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, that is the Halloween that I wish that like I grew up around. And I got to experience that once last year, and it was so trippy, but, um, yeah, I don't like. I just I'm so used to last few Halloweens here have been very like doom and gloom and rainy. So I don't know if like people will be out and about and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. Like again, yeah, right now it's it's actually kind of nice. We're getting like a, a little bit of a cold spell for here, mm-hmm. so like it's not like there's nothing worse than like going out on Halloween and it's like 90 degrees. Like this isn't no, we're the fucking lead. Like you know what I mean? It's like. Like I'm used, to, I grew up in a fall Halloween, so it's like when it's here, it's like, oh, no, I shouldn't be out here and fucking sweating in shorts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've lucky, l- lucky. I've, I've, I've also only ever had Midwest fucking Halloweens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also I've not, I'm not doing a costume this year. Like I, mm-hmm. there was at one point I was going to be Gene Takovic, which is of course, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, Jimmy McGill. Yeah. Jimmy McGill as Saul Goodman as as Gene Takovic. Um it, it's just a Cinnabon employee is what I was gonna yeah. be. But I was supposed to go down to LA to visit my buddy Lewis. That fell through. And then one of my buddies was supposed to have a Halloween party and then that fell through and I was just like, Okay, I'm just not going to get any sort of costume. Cause like at work we do um they always do like some mm-hmm. Halloween shit, like we'll take a giant group photo and stuff like that, but like what happened the last two years was I would buy the, I would buy a costume because of what I do at work. I can't just stand around in costume. I'm constantly on my feet moving around. And if I'm wearing like yeah. a hot, uncomfortable costume, like it's already hot enough <laughs> at the shop year round. Yeah. My uniform is basketball shorts and a t-shirt and that's it. Yeah. Like, cause it's so fucking hot <clears throat> back there. So I can't just be walking around in a costume and sure enough, like, you know, I, I would show up, I would wear the costume for an hour. We'd all take our photo and then I'd take it off and go, yeah, I just wait me, you know, me and Vinny just wasted $60 on these blunt man and chronic costumes to be shipped to us. And we wore them for all of 46 minutes. Fantastic. You know? So I don't think I'm doing anything. I decided last night I'm going to grow out the mullet. I'm going to try and grow. I'm going to try 
and grow out yeah. a mullet so I could be fucking early 2000s Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, hell yeah, man. You know, I, I figured depending on how far along it's going to, I could, like, I know people that make wrestling gears. So I'd just be like, hey, can you make me, like, some Eddie Guerrero gear? You know? And then yeah. I'd just get, like, yeah. whatever fucking boots. But yeah, I think, I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Cut to a year I, from I, now, and it's like, oh, no, I gave up immediately on that. And uh, <laughs> I'm going as, I'm going as Kevin Smith or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah, man. You know, we we don't have the date yet, but you're you know for sure invited next year too down here. So try to get everybody down, bring the boys in from Ohio and Texas for the Halloween party. Even so, yeah, I'd be fucking down, dude. <laughs> like it's yeah, like again, not much Halloween festivity so far. Like there's so as of right now, I might still do it. I don't mm-hmm. know, but like there's this one tattoo, tattoo shop that's doing like uh, flash art. You know, like come fucking oh, get yeah. these. And one of them is Captain Spaulding. And I keep thinking to myself, at what point will I be able to get a small Captain Spaulding tattoo for 50 bucks? You know, like, I just, I don't, yeah. like, and I've been talking myself out of it. I might just fucking go do it after this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I I might do that. But, like, also, this Friday, I'm going to go get another tattoo. The last tattoo for the foreseeable future, at least for now. Like, yeah. it's, you know. I've, uh, I think you said that about the boots, though, too. Yeah, but I forgot I had this appointment with Bobby set up, so it's like, okay, <laughs> okay. I, I had to, I had to go get that. Um, yeah, because I mean, aside from that, really, the only Halloween stuff, like I've been watching uh, scary movies every fucking day or whatever. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. sometimes I sometimes I double load up on them because yeah. you know. But the one that I just recently saw that I can't talk about is Barbarian. Like, yeah, holy shit! You you've also seen Barbarian, yes? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I watched it uh, last Thursday. I think it was. Listen, yeah, it was not at all like like it was ever. But like, I Vinny was on the draft uh, pod and he recommended it, and I was like, oh okay, like you know. And I was actually gonna go one week, and then plans fell through. I was like, all right, well, shit, I got. I still wanted to get it, and then I saw it got re- was getting released. I was like, oh well, I'll just I'll just stream it then. Cause I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was kind of already pretty excited i mean you know if Vinny says it's pretty good it's it's got and i would he's one i would somebody i would take his word on so and yeah i was not i mean not ready for what like you said like in the text like we just a complete tone change and like not at all what i was expecting like it's like oh, okay this is the thing no no this is the thing what the fuck is that exactly <laughs> like, like he because <laughs> like the week prior to him going on the show with you guys like when i went to go record with him um mm. like he was him and moses were like you gotta go watch it you gotta go watch it. like don't fucking look up don't look up any trailers don't look up any nothing yeah. and i was like all right cool i'll fucking go in cold <laughs> And I think I saw uh, uh, BJ, uh, BJ Calangelo. Um, I saw her like posting, like posting something that was like, avoid this if you don't want it spoiled for you. And I was just like, and then I kept seeing things after that, like, you know, barbarian spoil, like, don't read this unless, and I'm like, Ugh. I was like, all right, fuck it. And I sat down and watched it. And yeah, like, listen, if any of you guys are listening right now and you have HBO Max, Go fucking watch Barbarian. Like, I'm not... We can't tell you anything besides that because it would just, you know... Yeah. I I literally cannot imagine anyone listening to it. 
I know it sucks because like two movies that I've watched recently, like I want to talk about so bad, but I can't because like you, if if you if the people have seen it, they understand. But it's Clerks Three and Barbarian. It's like, have you seen this yet? No. Fuck. Then it's a really good movie. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, man. It's just me, you, and John Pollock, the only ones who have. Uh... You know, yes. seen Clerks three. Yeah, the only ones who have seen Clerks three apparently. <laughs> I know. Which I'm going yeah. to go see Clerks three again uh, next Monday. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I, 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 I do want to watch it again. Um, it just uh, it was it was a bit much. So uh, I don't know how <laughs> if I want to do it in public. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, for me, it was a bit much one scene in particular where, uh, uh, you know, so, someone yeah. someone is introduced and then, you know, their name is said over and over. And then their nickname is said over and over. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this, this, yeah. this, this, this oh, is, yeah, you yeah. know exactly who, who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? But, uh, yeah, go see Barbarian, though, you guys, yeah. if, if you... God, again, if you don't want and fucking Zach Krager, like fucking one of the founders of Whitest Kids You Know is the writer and fucking director of this. Insane. Like, dude, like I and I saw I saw that like when it came up, I was like, oh shit, like if that's all I needed to know. <laughs> like I'll give it a shot because I like just what I know about him, like he just he he was like that kind of metal kid and you know, like that horror kid. So it's like, Oh, okay. And then like, Oh my God, like crushes it, crushes it. Yeah. So. Like again, I think this is his first like feature. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It, like what this guy follows this up with could either fucking make him or break him. But Holy shit. Is it just fucking bonkers? Um, yeah. Hey, speaking of bonkers, did you watch the uh, Ant-Man 3 trailer? No, I haven't. No. I thought you were going to talk about bonkers and cartoon for a second. Yeah, bonkers. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, Ant-Man 3 trailer dropped. They also dropped the trailer for uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy um, holiday special, mm-hmm. which I was, like, it's, I was like, it's a little weird that they dropped both back-to-back, but then I saw Henry Cavill's announce he's coming back as uh, Superman. I was like, oh, I see what you fucking did. You guys, it's, everything is wrestling. These are all fucking carnies. You guys are all, you know, exactly. doing everything back-to-back. Uh, yeah, no, they dropped the Ant-Man 3 chair. It looks pretty fucking awesome. Like, Jonathan yeah. Majors as Kang just looks fucking amazing. Like, it's, you know, like, he, he's not in blue face, but they do have some sort of blue face covering so like it, it looks pretty legit you know and um tonally it's like oh we're getting a little bit more serious with these with these ant-man movies fuck yeah like uh, i'm with it i'm 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 there the guardians of the galaxy how our christmas special i honestly didn't really give a fuck about like it was one of those where i'm just like i don't care but the premise of it seems to be uh uh, Star Lord is sad, of course, because Gamora is no longer around, and so to try and cheer him up, uh, Drax and Mantis go to Earth uh, to get like uh, Christmas decorations, you know, to to yeah. to celebrate. But then also come up with the idea of kidnapping Kevin Bacon and bringing <laughs> him to Star Lord. Uh, I that's amazing. I I we were just talking the other day about like because 
guys I work with were like, are you like watching a movie every day? Like they were, they didn't understand like the Stephen King thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm just counting down like the Stephen King movies in October and everything. And, uh, I was like, they're like, you need to do that for Christmas. And I was like, Oh, you know what? I do need to do that for Christmas. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, they're like, Oh, there's not really a lot of good, you know, cool. And I was like, no, there are. I said, actually lately there've been a lot of like cool Christmas things. Like, like the Mel Gibson Fat Man and then the Momoa like Santa Claus movie this year. Like they're actually like making it more adult theme, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like I like this that it's like a retro to all those old fucking eighties, nineties specials that every everything that was like semi popular is like, okay, you're getting a Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, see, I actually I gotta figure out Cause like I was, I was trying to do the schedule. Like I, I did schedule for November and then I was trying to figure out like December yeah. and I was like, what fucking Christmas movies do I do? Only because yeah. like I couldn't really think of any, like I think last year I did gremlins last year. We wound up doing all the Spider-Man, I believe because Spider-Man yeah. was coming out and then I did gremlins. Um, okay. So I, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to come to you for uh, some, uh, so for I'll some throw, Christmas I'll, movies. I'll, I'll, Look, if I, if I'm still in the rotation, I'm gonna throw my hat in, or yeah, throw the hat in the ring for the movie The Ref with Dennis Leary. That was that was one that I always fucking loved. Uh, I don't know. Do you know anything about it? No, I know Dennis Leary. Uh, yeah, and he. Uh, so <clears throat> the whole thing. I mean, it's Dennis Leary. Like that was like at his peak. This is like when Asshole just came out and everything, and. He's this like cat burglar is going for that last big score, you know. Um, something gets fucked up on the last job, so he has to hide out in this little small town, like New England town. He ends up taking these two people hostage, this couple, and uh, as he has to hide out because his his buddy is is trying to get him out of town or whatever. So he's like lay low for like a couple hours. He's like no problem. I, uh, you know, he kidnaps this, this this these people. So he kidnaps them. Well, they're like at the precipice of a, d- a divorce. Mm-hmm. So like the whole time they're just fucking arguing and he's just like losing his mind because every time he like he's like he just has to keep bringing up he's like I have a fucking gun and they just don't care they're just bitching at each other the whole time um, and then like their family is coming to town for Christmas Eve dinner and like it, it's real like it's still to me like one of my favorite fucking I, it's one I watch every year I probably have watched it since it came out I'll, I don't I think. I think it was one of those things where it's like when I was like in high school when this came out, like my parents were in that same position. So like everything was a fucking argument. Uh-huh. So I was like, man, this is just speaks to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Cause I'm, I am a huge fan of Dennis Lee. Like I'm constantly telling people yeah. to watch rescue me. That's like one of my favorite shows, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, which also, Hey, speaking about shows, house of the dragon. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to get to the interview with Brody first, and then we're going to talk some fucking hot tea, some House of the Dragon, because, man, is it, is it, if you, if you think Barbarian is all I've been able to talk about, like, nonstop, uh, House of the Dragon is right there. Um, but yeah, you know, I, again, I was, I was, you know, very lucky that Brody, you know, sat down. Like, I always, you know, he's always like, yeah, whenever you want me. And I'm like, that's dangerous because I will, fucking have you monthly if not weekly you know but again yeah like i like i said in there like sorry drew i have a new co-host yeah sorry drew brody king wants in here you know uh then you'll join that other group where it fucking hates me and you're just except now you'll they'll have a platform to to you know put out weekly podcasts Uh, yeah 
What it's, you, it's, it's us three that raise a round table every week on jabroniu.com. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, whatever they're the, doing. Welcome to the fuck scrub cast. Uh. But then one week, ironically, I come on as Alberto, not even scrump. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, no, but you know, I got to sit there with Brody. We kinda just shot the shit. Like again, I always I try not to too much wrestling stuff when I'm I'm with him because I just I figure most other podcasts are just bothering him about wrestling stuff. You know, we uh we get into Halloween, which he already posted pictures of his of his kids in their costumes. They fucking crushed it. Um He talks a little bit about God Hate, his band, you know, he talks about um how we get into like Halloween movies. It's just, it's, it's a whole mess of, of Halloween fun. And, uh, yeah, Drew and I have uh, rambled on for, for quite a while now. So, uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into, uh, this week's episode with, uh, big bad Brody King. It wouldn't be a Halloween special here at the PWT cast without, uh, the gentleman sitting across from me today. Uh, it just, what like I always talk about how um, my favorite thing from this podcast isn't like I mean we never broken like any hot stories or any scoops like no one's no one's coming to the PWT cast and like oh shit Meltzer check this out you know it's just me like fucking and then in this episode of the Watchmen it's you know it, it's awesome because they said uh, the squids um, but just like the random like friendships that have spawned from it and. Uh, you know like this being one of them where it was just hey do you think this fucking brody king dude would want to come on the podcast and it's like i don't know just email him and you know like since then uh every now and then i, I try not to do it too much you know but i'll bother him and be like hey do you want to come on the podcast and stuff like that and of course whenever he's in town i try to to go hang out like uh most recently i mean like we went to Pequods not too long ago and uh yeah. most recently we we i think signed about four to five thousand uh autographs for something special i won't tell you guys what but it was uh it probably would have gone a lot quicker if we weren't just sitting around like uh bullshitting about whatever we were watching on tv at the time or just i don't know you know like it's at one point his wife came over and it was one of those where like we're like oh yeah we should probably hurry up and finish this as we've we sat here for most of the day and like uh ruby soho and will hobbs have already blasted through so much of them uh but you know, again it was fun because it was just like you know i didn't have to be in the office and i get to, to hang out with my buddy brody and uh you know again one of my favorite things to do uh when i'm introing people is of course the the big intro so uh of course ladies and gentlemen he is a member of the house of black he is the lead singer of the band god's hate known for the single god's hate off the album god's hate uh, the only friend I have that can I can say is wrestled Sting. Uh, he's a, a super fan of uh, of Lady Gaga. He's a Squishmallow enthusiast, famous stage diver, uh, whatnot superstar himself. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Big Bad Brody King. Big Bad Brody King. Happy Halloween, my guy. Oh yeah, crowd's <laughs> going wild right now. I hope at least. Yeah, like. Uh, um, Dude, the one the one thing that I, that we need to talk about, of course, is your fucking is your whatnot because uh, whatnot's become like such a big thing in the last uh, last few months. Like, I remember when we were doing like the C two E two with uh, with Punk and Danhausen. Like whatnot had their whole setup like just over in its own little corner, and it it straight up looked like it was an out of like something out of Westworld. Like it just looked so futuristic and stuff. And uh, of course, you know, like I mentioned, you've been. You know, you've been on there fucking, you know, like 
one of the more popular wrestlers, you know, like yourself, Ethan Page, Cole Cabana and stuff like that. What's that been like for you? Because I got to imagine it's, you know, for a wrestler, just like this random like, hey, do you want to sell a bunch of shit that you're probably just, you know, that's laying around your house, but also like connect with your fans? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been awesome. Like, it, it was crazy because, you know, uh, Ethan definitely kind of brought me into fold on that. Like, I saw him doing it, and then Dan Housen started doing it. And I was like, well, you think I could do this? And they're like, yeah. And, like, they kind of put me in contact with whatnot. And then it was like, you know, the first time I did it, it's like I sold, like, a whole bunch of stuff. And it's like, oh, wow, this, like, this is awesome. Like, like you said, you know, I just get the – it's like the best parts of Twitch mixed with like the best parts of eBay. And it's just like, it all kind of happens instantaneously. So that's what I've really enjoyed about it. It's like, you build this like little community of your fans that like, just want to either hear your stories or just, you know, come and buy a t-shirt that you signed or whatever, like whatever they're there for, they can get it. And, you know, I get to just kind of goof around in my basement and like see where we can take this thing. And then, you know, then me and Dan Housen are in our hotel room signing Bibles and bars of soap. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things where like, again, I've uh, been part of a few, um, purchase. I purchased, I just purchased the, a trading card in uh, one of the last ones you guys were doing at like New York comic con, but it was one yeah. of those things where like a lot, I see, would see a lot of the same names pop up and like drop some pretty serious fucking money. And like, of course, like from someone who, you know, sort of seen like pro wrestling tees. It was that first sort of initial like, hey, this is a way to sort of give these dudes money. And then, you know, it goes to, to the Twitch and to Cameo and like to see what not be like the next big one is cool. Because, again, like you see the same sort of people like coming out and supporting. And I, again, I got to imagine for you when you see like, you know, fucking uh Uncle Ben's rice is the best 42, you know, you're just like, Oh shit, this guy bought, you know, the guy spent another few hundred bucks on me. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. And, and it's crazy. Cause it's like, you know, some of those fans you'll see across like the different, you know, from Ethan's to Dan houses to mine. And like, like you said, they're spending a couple hundred dollars in each stream. So it's like, it's definitely very, uh, humbling. And like, you know, I, I definitely, you know, try to thank everybody, you know, at the end of the stream, thank you for spending your hard-earned money on whatever I'm doing because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I, I don't feel like I'm doing anything that special, but mm-hmm. I'm glad that you spent your time and money with me, uh, and I definitely appreciate it because, you know, not too long ago, I was uh, just another working man like everybody else. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's really, really awesome to to be able to do that and to be able to connect with your fan base a little bit more like that. What do you think is the coolest thing you've sold that like you've sold on there? Because I know I was like I put in some bids for it. It was like the the mask that you wore uh, at Grand Slam, and like you know you were like you like inscribed it and all this stuff, and you had like that one off jacket from uh from like the Defy show and stuff like that. Like, wh- what do you think's been the the coolest thing for for the ultimate Brody King fan out there? Uh, I think definitely probably the, the Letterman jacket, like because literally only. 20 of them were made and about 15 of them were like given only to like my immediate family and friends. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, that was like the jacket that they all wore at the Madison square garden show. So it's just like, there's, you know, there's very select people in my life that have that at all or were like even offered it. So it's like the fact that like, you know, one of 
my you know dedicated fans now owns that I, I feel like that should be a pretty cool item but you know personally I, I feel like you know I, I also auctioned off the the chain that I was choked out with in like the coffin match mm-hmm. uh, still had like blood on it so like I don't know I, I feel like stuff like that's cool and it's like you know not to say that like it won't ever happen but that's the type of stuff that you know you see in a museum someday it's like oh shit like like uh you know you see one of rick flair's insane robes or something like mm-hmm. that and, like you're like oh wow you have an opportunity to win this like one of a kind item basically like on the spot and you know that's kind of the cool thing of being a wrestling fan now versus being a wrestling fan you know 30 years ago before the internet existed it's like now you get to interact with your favorite wrestlers you know matt cross was said one time you know he gets hit up all the time to do podcasts here and there and he's like well if your name's not coca band or stone cold like i'm probably not going to answer it and then he says something like uh he's like when i was 13 years old did i want to call rob van dam and ask him about ecw yes (laughs) yes no (laughs) it's just like that's where like his mindset is whereas mine is kind of like you know I, I genuinely think it's awesome to like, you know, hear why people are fans or like what they're fans of. And, you know, if they just want to come in and I feel like some people, they don't even give a shit what they're buying. They just want the interaction. Like mm-hmm. they want that memory and this piece of whatever to like kind of go along with that memory. So, you know, whether it be, like I said, a bar of soap or a Bible from a hotel that's signed by me and Dan Afton or, you know, a trading card or a t-shirt that's signed. Like they can look at that and be like, Oh, this is when I got to ask him this question or this is what happened at this time. Yeah. Like I got to imagine too, for some people, it's probably a lot easier to do it like that through the internet. Cause, um, like I work a lot of these like autograph signings and, uh, like this last one specifically where again, you had like, punk and Danhausen, and it was just for every like for every like oh hey like i really like you know uh this stuff that you're doing with the best friends or like oh i really like this fucking ring of honor match that you had you know all these all these years ago there was some like really pretty like fucked up weird questions that people would like ask like my favorite it was like every other person would like go up to Danhausen and they're like hey can you do the voice and it's like the Danhausen voice and regular Danhausen, like it's not that different, you know. It's like one is a yeah. little higher, but you know they were always just like, eh, eh, "Can you do the voice?" And he'd be like, "No," and they're like, "Oh, okay," and just like don't know where to go from there, which would always which would lead me to think like, what was next? Like, what what did you expect that he was gonna say and do in the voice that you're like, all right, now like you know again like it's it's so weird, and I get it, you know, because like I've met people like what I met Paul Rudd like a few years back and it's just super nervous to like say anything, you know? And again, it's, it's easier. I think with wrestlers, like when you're a fan of wrestling, because you're given the opportunity to like, Oh, Hey, you love seeing Brody King. Like you can come see him here, you know, at at, like at at this show, that's fucking 30 minutes away. And you know, you don't have to worry about like, I wonder, maybe I'll get the chance to see him. It's like, Hey, no, at intermission, you can walk up to his table and, you know, take a picture. and, And like, it's just, I think that's always cooler to me, like that intimate, intimate experience, because I mean, yeah, like when Matt Cross was, you know, a kid probably weren't that many chances to go up to an RVD and like, 
you know, just shoot the shit with him. But now, like, take your pick of the litter, you know? Like, that's that's always one of the, the more fun things with, like, these meet and greets, which I got to say, I was uh, – very impressed with uh i was seeing pictures of the the meet and greet that like the house of black had um all out week and it was just one of those things where like it's always my favorite seeing people come out either specifically for you guys dressed like you know in the fucking in a black suit as well or like come wearing some sort of like mask that look like you know like the ones that you guys wear to the ring because um like if you're gonna if you're you know if you're gonna get a photo up with the house of black like bring a backpack bring that suit yeah put it up you know um and it you know it's cool too and i'm glad that you recognize that because you know we do try to put a lot into our fan interaction and like we try to not that other people don't care or like maybe they just don't think about it as much but we we really put a lot of thought and effort into like our perception and like how we want how we would want to be you know treated as a fan and it's like i feel like it's funny because at that at that specific um signing uh there was a moment where like our our line was quite long and like we try to spend as much time with each fan as we can like we're not going to rush anybody out of line everybody spent you know one to two hundred dollars to get this meet and greet so it's like that's a lot of money just to you know here sign my picture and see a bye uh and at, at a certain point, I think it was like the next round of people were going to start to funnel in. And we still had quite a bit of people. And uh, the person that was like helping out with the line that was like, I don't know, maybe a local wrestler or something. He was just like, uh, so we we can only do like one signature now per personal item. And uh, we got to get it going faster. And like he was just, he wasn't being rude. He was just kind of like, like, I feel like repeating what was told to him by somebody else and then like he tried to say something and i just kind of like told him to like back off and then like after that person like i pulled him over I was like hey man everyone in this line spent two hundred dollars to meet us so everybody in this line is going to get a two hundred dollar experience whether you were first or last mm-hmm. i was like so just i know you're only doing what you're told but chill the fuck out and he's just like oh okay i'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry i'm like no nah, it's all good like you just need to know and then like you know whether the the fans heard me say that or not i feel like they appreciate that and like you know because that's something that i would appreciate like imagine like you spent the same amount of money as somebody else but like now you're getting rushed out of the line it's like fuck that like i'm just, i'm there to like give everyone the same experience no 100 percent. like that that actually happened to me earlier in the summer with uh uh kevin smith whereas like it was him and, and the cast of clerks and they're having like a photo op and you know i was just like all right i'm gonna pay for the vip like the two you know probably that was probably like 200 bucks or whatever and um it was very much just all right go in take a photo like they didn't even let you say like hi to the hi to them like it was like come on go 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 and of course a lot of these people are just so nervous and i i was fortunate enough and like he recognized me because i have a tribute to him on my fucking shin you know (laughs) and so i was able to like actually like talk and the lady was like hey and she was like no 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 it's okay and it was one of those like you could tell she got shitty because she's probably not used to like you know people telling her no because and she's just and she's writing thing and like i get it you know and it's not like we sat there and had like a whole you know 20 minute conversation it was just very much as you know oh hey i'm good blah 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 like you know we took her picture and stuff like that and 
like I almost felt bad that everyone else sort of just got like the go go and they're just like how how come you got I was like I don't know dude get, get his fucking face tattooed on your leg he'll probably you know let, let you talk to him for a little bit more um no but I, I think that's awesome like again hearing that from you know from wrestlers because I it, like Malachi himself I remember like I always talk I always talk about it where it was two years ago um the first time like we did a, an autograph uh, again with, with Punk and Danhausen and, and they sort of just had AEW wrestlers like every few hours sort of coming in and out and yeah. i remember when malachi was there he was just like the nicest but like i think it just like destroyed cody rhodes and it was like you know like the the most evil person there nicest person ever you know he would <laughs> you know sign say hi to everyone talk you'd get out push his chair in make sure his you know his, his suit jacket was nice take a photo ask them if they enjoyed the photo if, if, if it was good if they needed to retake it and then just go and like you could see chrissy just sitting there just like all right, like, come on, like, let's go. But, you know, he was just, like, the nicest fucking dude. And, uh, you know, again, like, when when you see that, like, from wrestlers, that's that's the kind of person who I'm just like, fuck yeah, like, the next time they come through town, like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna drop some cash on them again to meet them, even though, you know, it, it eventually becomes a point where it's like, I don't know, what else can you, you know, sign this Squishmallow or something, like, just whatever random thing you can find. Yeah, yeah, and and I feel like that is like the the thing about you know whatnot or meet and greets and stuff like that with um, with the House of Black, especially especially with me and Malachi, is that we are portrayed as these like you know murderers on TV, and then it's like then you meet us and you're like, oh wow, they're actually like really nice people. <laughs> it's like I feel like you know that can that can obviously go very much the other way, whereas like these people that are supposed to be the good guys and they're just fucking assholes in real life. So I try to, I try to be the latter. Well, Hey, speaking of like a house of black, I do want to give a, a huge shout out to, uh, to your wife because, uh, you know, like she's helped with some of your guys' like, uh, last few looks and stuff like that. And of course, like the last time that, um, when we were doing the autographs, like got, got to know her a bit and stuff. And like, just again, just, from follow like following her on Instagram, so seeing all like the cool work that she does, which is again not only you guys but like all the other wrestlers, like I love that as well. Just because it's like you know, like I always loved when it was like a paper when like WrestleMania came around. And it's like all right, what kind of gear? What what's the WrestleMania gear that someone's coming by? And like with you guys in particular, again being like the the spooky guys uh, on the roster, it was always cool. Like all right, like what are they going to come out with it? Like, I think it was in Vegas when I like, you know, we were like chatting and you were just like, dude, you're like, wait, check out, like, wait to see what we come out with on like Sunday. And I remember Ryan was backstage that day too. And he just like walked up to me who like never has much to say about anything. He was just like, yo, he goes, Brody and them look fucking awesome. And I was like, Oh (laughs) shit. I was like, I was like, if, if you got the fucking, if you got this guy to say it's awesome, like it's gotta be cool. The driest person in the room. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool because, like, I feel like after the the Vegas pay-per-view, like, they were, Emily became, like, the makeup person. And, you know, we let her kind of come up with the concept for uh, the last paper, for the all-out pay-per-view. And, like, she made those robes that we wore out and, like, she did our faces and, like, kind of came up like, with the whole concept like we came up with the idea of like you know more of like a like a nature like regrowth like 
rotting decay thing and then she just kind of took that and like went cr- crazy with it and you know she's almost like the uh the art director of the group now it's like we we come up with like a weird idea and then she just makes it happen i mean i just saw recently like she posted like she painted like your son's room and it was just like i gotta imagine for you guys like for your kids where it's just like oh yeah we have like the most creative fucking parents ever you know it's like what is your like what does your mom do and it's like I, words can't even say what she does here let me show you and it's like what about your dad and it's like well when he's not fucking uh, stage diving you know into a, a crowd full of people he's slamming old wrestling legends like you know through tables or him and his buddy are you know again uh throwing each other like into coffins and things like that <laughs> yeah she she just uh she finished my daughter's room and that's all like Alice in Wonderland theme. So she like painted like the entire castle, like on her closet door. And like, she, uh, made shelves that have like teapots and, and, um, teacups that are like tilting on each other. She did with like hot glue and crazy shit. And like, she put this like, uh, topiary, like green, like hedge plastic stuff, like on the walls that to make it look like the, the mate, the castle maze or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, my son's room she did nightmare before christmas so it's like one wall has the the hill that like jack and sally kiss on and like the cemetery and then like there's another wall that has like christmas town and it's like uh she painted the christmas door like on his door it's and she just like hyper fixates and goes nuts on these things and like spends like way too much time to you know for one day to be devastated in four years when he says that he doesn't like it anymore but uh, it, it brings her joy and it brings my kids joy. And, you know, obviously it's very impressive. And it's like you said, it's cool because it's like, you know, not, it's not for other people. It's just for us. And, you know, it's cool that other people appreciate it. But she's just doing it just to make the kids happy. And I think that's awesome. Uh, well, of course, with this being like if, if she's doing that for just, hey, they want their rooms to look cool. I got to imagine uh, with it being Halloween, like there's probably some, probably some cool shit or like decoration wise uh, around the the King household, huh? Yeah. So uh, every year they have a a scarecrow contest at my my kids' preschool, mm-hmm. and it's not like the 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 kid doesn't have to make the scarecrow. It's like uh, you know, I don't know if it's supposed to be a family project or whatever, but it's just like let's see what you got. And apparently, that there was like one lady that would always kind of like crush like and she was just like smoking all the families and like last year was our first year in uh in the area so emily's like all right let's see what we can do and like literally in three days made a uh life-size oogie boogie and like out of burlap and um chicken wire and some like two by fours and it's like she completely like molded it with um wood glue and like wheat paste basically and it's just like it's a fully life size perfect looking oogie boogie and she did like twinkle lights in it so that it's smart like it sparkles at night and it has like bugs coming out of it and so she like won like easily it was like yeah you know, I, it, it looked it looked like it was on the set of a movie and it was just like everyone's like what the fuck like did, like where did this come from <laughs> Like, oh, I just, you know, I built it in a couple days. And then this year she made a 
uh, it's like seven and a half feet tall and then like 15 feet long uh, sandworm from Beetlejuice. Uh, so it, it's in three pieces. The head and the neck are like seven and a half feet tall. The mouth is insane. And then like there's a metal part where it's just like a hump and then the, the tail's at the end. So there's like a, a long medium in the driveway of our kid's preschool and it's kind of like, you know, squirming across it. And, uh, yeah, she crushed that. And like, I think it was like 12 total hours. It made her, it took her to make, and it's like the most impressive thing. I'll send you some, uh, some photos after this. You, uh, I got to imagine all there's like all the other parents were just like, no fucking, are you kidding me? Uh, no, no, the little, the little King kids, their mom is entering the contest. There's no fucking way. Just like, <laughs> Just, just do whatever bullshit scarecrow so like you can get a passing grade. Like, you know. yeah, man. that's that's kind of that's kind of what it's becoming. It's like, it's cool because it's like, for some people it like inspired them to actually like try and do something, and like for others, like I think they just completely quit. Like the way <laughs> it has not entered again, <laughs> but like they always win like the costume contest. Like to their credit, like last year. We, we don't really uh, go in on the costume contest, but uh, their family did, like, perfectly looked like the Adams family, mm-hmm. where they had, like, Wednesday Pugsley, uh, and then they had Gomez and Morticia, and then they had a baby that they had as pubert, and I was like, all right, this is, like, and it was all, like, very well done. Their costumes were, like, really good. I was like, this is cool. And, but they, they were the family that used to win the Scarecrow contest, uh, but not anymore, and... Um, my wife gets uber competitive with that too. So it's like, even if they were to enter one that looked like it might be competition, she'd probably just like make another one out of spite and just be like, no, this is not good enough. But, uh, yeah, it, her talent is, is, uh, is basically endless with like creating and like conceptualizing these things that she really has no knowledge in. Like, she didn't know how to make a scarecrow. She didn't even know like the structural integrity of it. And she's just like, well, I have some wood and some wire and some burlap. Let's just try it. And like, she just kind of, you know, throws it at the wall and somehow becomes this like piece of art. That's crazy. Cause like, again, I, like I, I remember seeing the Oogie Boogie one and it's just like, get the fuck like if she showed up with that, I like my, like if I had a kid and I would go to school and she showed up with that, I'd be like, no, but like, where where does she fucking buy either? Where does she buy that from? Or like, no, this is like yeah. fuck. This is cheating. Like, she clearly in Burton personally. Like, what the, what is this? Yeah, so something along those lines. Um, like, I don't imagine your kids aren't old enough yet to be uh, like super into the the Halloween costumes, you know? Because like, I, I I think they're like at the age still where it's probably like very much just walk into like a target or something and pick their costumes or unless I'm yeah. wrong. And they're like, no, 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 dad, I really want to be this deep cut reference that none of my <laughs> no, classmates will get. They're very much, you know, Dante's, uh, three and a half and, and Tallulah's two. So they're, you know, Tallulah doesn't even really fucking like anything yet, mm-hmm. but Dante's like obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas. So he's going to be Jack this year. Um, but also, like, every day he's like, I want to be Donald Duck. I want to be Jack. I want to be a dinosaur. I want to be this and I want to be that. And uh, last year he kept changing his mind. At the part, at his Halloween party, he was Mickey Mouse. And then, like, the next day we went somewhere else and he was, like, like uh, those, like, inflatable costumes where it looks like you're riding a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on Halloween 
he said that he wanted to be both. So we like <laughs> we we had him riding the dinosaur, and then we put the Mickey Mouse costume on top the top half, and the legs were just draping over. So he was Mickey Mouse riding a dinosaur. Amazing, uh, which you know ended up being incredible. Uh, this year we were gonna have them be Jack and Sally just because it would have been cute, but then like. My daughter has been obsessed with Coraline. Like, that's almost been like the pacifier movie. If you put on Coraline, they both just like sit there and just watch the whole thing. And uh, NECA had made these Coraline, like the doll that Coraline mm-hmm. carries. And uh, we were at Target yesterday or the day before, and she was just like, baby, baby. And she made us buy her like the Coraline doll. And uh, then today we were at Target, and um, there was like a, a rain jacket that I was like, I was like, oh, that that looks like the Coraline rain jacket. We should buy that for Lou. And then like we're like looking through toys, and then my wife just goes, "I'll be right back." And then she just like comes back, <laughs> and she just throws a bunch of shit in the car. And she's like, "Tallulah's gonna be Coraline." I just bought these rain boots, and uh, there's you know these pants, this shirt. Like I just ordered blue hair dye. And uh, she's going to carry around the baby doll. She's going to be Coraline this year. I'm like, all right, well, that's awesome. So it's like, you know, out of, uh, out of like, you know, accidentally she's going to kind of be a deep cut reference mm-hmm. to a little bit weirder. Which is funny, too, because like that's one of those movies where like you watch it and it's like, yeah, sure, it's like a kid's movie, but it's kind of like, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, it's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the like spider mom that like forces the kids to like smile and then like ends up killing them, like the ghost children. Yeah, that's again, again that's just like one of those like fucked up things where, um, you know, you rewatch because even like Nightmare Before Christmas to an extent, like as much as it is like you know a lot of a lot of uh, flashy things and you know fun songs, it's like. Yeah, I know this guy's grave robbing a bunch of body parts to make Sally and like she keeps trying to kill herself to get or you know, like poison him and, and just things like that where you're like Dude, Oogie Boogie is a is a bag full of bugs that just kill people. Yeah. Like eat people. It's like oh that yeah, it it's it is a fucked up I mean, all those like Tim Burton movies, the Lakai movies are like super like dark and twisted, like but they're you know, they're awesome. And I feel like a lot, most of them either have like a really good story for adults or, you know, they're just good in general. Like, uh, they really like Paranorman. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, we also watched, uh, Kubo in the, what is it? Kubo in the 12th string or whatever it's, it's called. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and then, um, I, I don't know if we've watched box trolls with them yet, but right. like all those, is it James like, and really, the giant peach one of those? No, that's that's Disney, but it's like super early. But I mean, like same, uh, it's Tim Burton. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's like all of those like stop motion movies that have like a little bit deeper meaning. I think are, are awesome, and it's it's much easier for me to watch than than Blippy or you know Paw Patrol or whatever other fucking trash is on TV. Uh, dude, so, yeah, but if, if they're if they want to watch Nightmare Before Christmas four thousand times. I'm down. Like it's better than watching two hours of Blippi. I'll tell you that much, dude. I my I got two nephews. The older one, when he was younger, it was that he'd put on a Nightmare Before Christmas or Shrek, something that it's like, all right, it's manageable. And yeah, the the younger one, my my god. So now he's three, 
and he's of that generation where he's going to put some fucking random kid on YouTube that's just, like, playing with his toys. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't even fun. Like, you're watching someone have fun for fun, and, he, and you know, and it, I don't know. I, I, don't under- I don't understand that. I'm sure, you know, once those kids get older and can talk about it, they'll be like, yeah, no, it was so, like, you, don't, you, just, you had to be there. You don't understand. You know, like, it'll be some deep, meaningful, like, reflection for them. Um but of course, you mentioned you know, I, you're someone that I take movie and show recommendations from all the time. Like, uh, you know, like I remember it was like during the pandemic. It was one of those things where it'd be like, "Are you watching this?" Or like our weekly, like uh, it'd be like our WandaVision, uh, like recaps. It was like, "Can you fucking believe they did this?" Um, <laughs> what are you What are you watching now? Because again, it's you know, of course, this is coming out Halloween, but like, there's been some pretty good like horror content coming out. Um, that or that at least came out this month. What were some of the things you watched? Uh, I just wrapped up um, She Hulk, which I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and horror related, what did we watch? I just watched whatever the Forever Purge. That was pretty terrible, but it's like it's not bad. Like it's not like it's unwatchable. Mm-hmm. It's just not great. Um, but uh, the mid. The Midnight Club was one that, like, I really, really loved. Like, I, I like all that guy's shit. Like, obviously, you know, you have the Midnight Mass tattoo. Uh, I really liked uh, Haunting on Hill House and the Bly Manor. I think Bly Manor might be my least favorite of the bunch, but I I've genuinely like pretty much everything that guy does. And, and I think the Midnight Club is really awesome. And... Uh, I believe it's the first one that uh, has like a continuation. Like it's, it has more than one season um, of content because everything else is pretty much one, one off, right? Yeah. They've all pretty much been, yeah. One offs. Yeah. Midnight. I got got like seven. I think I'm on like episode seven now of, of midnight club. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I, I love the way that they, they ended the season and like, they kind of like made it, a continuation. I really, really like that. It's like, uh, a spin on like the nineties nostalgia. Like, are you afraid of the dark? But like, there's a bigger story behind it as well. Um, I don't know. I just really like how he writes his show. Like the first episode, I think broke a record for jump scares or something like that. And, uh, it was because like the studio, like kept telling him to put more in there. And then he just kind of like made a joke about it. Like, yeah, there's what there's one. It's either episode one or two. Yeah, where it's like one of the kids he's telling a story, and it's literally like back to back to back. But like it was, it was like watching like a fucking WWE match with all those like camera cuts. It was just it kept going to the point where I was like, okay, is he gonna switch? You know, it's because the one of the vehicles in which they tell their stories. It's like the, the kids are telling stories in the in their midnight club. And I was like, okay, is he going to turn this into, like, some sort of comedy or something? But it was just like, no, 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 no. He is just, const- like, like you mentioned, yeah, it was just jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. And I was like, okay. I was like, that was kind of fucked up. But, like, you know. But, the, but they, like, they take the piss out of it when, like, the kids are like, oh, and now we've resorted to uh, petty jump scares. So it's just like, he knew what he was doing. He was like, fine, if you guys want it, I'm going to make fun of it. But it, it's still, like, I, I would say almost every episode there was, like, at least one part that like got Emily and then there was a few that got me. It's just like, Oh shit. Like there was a couple of good, 
good little scares in that. Um, of course, I watched Beetlejuice like the other day. It's just like I don't know. I'll watch Beetlejuice ten times a year, but it's it's definitely around Halloween time that it's a necessity. Did you watch Halloween Ends? No, I I have no interest. I hated the last one so much, and then like I read the premise of of this one, and I was just like, I I can't do this. Yeah, I see. I I I hadn't watched the newer ones, and uh, for one of for like the for one of the reviews on the podcast, I I had to like rewatch the OG one, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I I know that new one's coming out in a few days. I was like, fuck it. I, I watched the Jamie Lee Curtis the the first one, the twenty eighteen one. And I was like, man, this is fantastic. Like, it's awesome. I was like, this is great. I was like, let me watch the second one, and then you know, I was like, oh, okay, like very weird that it's like. They spent half the fucking movie in a hospital. It makes no sense. Well, not only that, but like I, I, I liked the premise of like, no, Tommy and fucking Lonnie are gonna get their revenge on this guy, and it's like, all right, let's do it. But it's just the way it was executed, and then the fact that it's like we have him surrounded, forty to one. Let's each let's in a very Power Rangers esque fucking move. We'll each take turns hitting him very softly once. I'm like. No, decapitate this man immediately. Like, yeah, I don't know. That, that, yeah, like. Also, maybe they should just stop trying to transport Michael, Michael Myers on Halloween. Obviously, there's some superhuman thing that he's able to do. I don't know. The, the, the slasher genre as a whole, I would say that I'm not the most married to. Like, it's probably. It, it serves its purpose. They're all fun. But, like, at the end of the day, they're not the best. I think Scream is, like, probably the best of the of that genre, which, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they built it off of every other movie like that. Uh, I would say my favorite villain is probably Freddy. Like, Freddy Krueger, I think, is the best, because obviously he has the co- comedy aspect of it. But it, as far as sheer, sheer brutality, it's got to be Jason, probably. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. 13th has like the and he's like straight edge like he just kills people (laughs) do drugs and like are having sex in the woods while drunk he's just like i don't know no i get it man listen as a as a fellow straight edge man myself i guess that that's our representation when it comes to you know to, to the slashers just killing people in the woods yeah, you know, hockey masks are cool. Did I if I did I tell you the history or the the logic behind my Friday the Thirteenth tattoo? No. So on the back of my arm, you can you can kind of see it. I got this maple leaf because it was uh, it was a, it was one of those like oh my buddy had a flash sheet with a bunch of tattoos and me and some friends went to go get it, and I was like hey I was like I'll pay you extra if you do like a Canadian maple leaf on me, and he's like okay like didn't even bother asking. He's just like all right whatever does it and like afterwards people were like oh like why, why'd you get that and i'm like jason Voorhees, you know it's canadian and they're like what they're like yeah like he's canadian and no one ever said anything to me and it wasn't until like a few years back where someone's like no dude he's from like camp crystal lake and i was like oh like up here like it because there's like a crystal lake out by us i was like from there or like the Canadian one, they're like, no, there's no Canadian Crystal Lake. Like he's from Jersey. Like he's not from fucking here or from Canada. <laughs> God knows where. I don't even like maybe one of the actors that played him was Canadian or just I saw the hockey mask and assumed, but like whatever. You, you, you thought he was Canadian? A hundred, dude, a hundred percent. I thought he was Canadian. 
Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I love that, like, you, you definitely had the, like, means to Google that at all and just didn't. And, like, you just went with, like, oh, no, I know for sure that he's Canadian. Oh, yeah, dude, this was, like, six years ago. Like, this wasn't, like, yeah, 20 years ago. You know, I, I had, I, I got this. No, this, this was, this was straight up just five, six years ago. I was, you know, I was too lazy to, to do that. Um, but dude, speaking of tattoos, uh, I just recently went to a buddy of ours, uh, Chris Data, Chris Lee Allen, yeah. who talks to that guy about, uh, Mike Flanagan. He, boy, he loves those Mike Flanagan, uh, projects, all of them. Uh, but you know, he, re- he recently did a, a piece on you that like a fucking madman, you just went out and like wrestled almost immediately after getting it. Uh, of course the hero lies Darby Allen piece. Um, what the fuck dude? Like why, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> uh, I mean like, you know, I, I don't think it's any, any, uh, big secret that me and Darby are pretty close friends. Uh, but I thought it was it would be a funny like homage to the moment and like what we were doing like obviously this was like our first feud in AEW and uh, you know we had the idea of doing the the Zoomies uh, beatdown and I there was like he like obviously I, I flew to fucking Seattle Washington from Atlanta Georgia just to beat him up in the Zoomies for. 10 seconds and like then he still had a whole meet and greet to do after that so it's like all right what the the fuck am i gonna do for the next five hours uh so i hit up chris and i was just like i wanted to go see his um him and his wife's uh antique or vintage shop anyways and i was like hey uh are you guys open he's like i actually were close here i was like oh fuck he goes well i live down the street if you if you just want to come over and hang out i was like well i was gonna see if you wanted to tattoo me too he's like well what do you want to get i was like I want a tombstone that says "Here lies or Here lies Darby Allen." He's just like, "Oh, dude, hundred percent, let's do it." And uh, I did not tell Darby about it or anything. And it's like, went and got it done, and then like went back, and then I was just like, "He's like, oh, what'd you do?" I was like, "Oh, I went and got tattoos." He's like, "What'd you get?" And I showed him. He's just like, "What the fuck?" And then like, that's why he ended up tattooing the palm of his hand. He's just like, "Ah, oh, now I gotta get a Brody King tattoo." So it's like, and he had a one-up because he just tattoos himself, like, on the palm of his hand. Uh, I think most of it has fallen out by now, but I'm just like, he's a fucking psycho. But, you know, people really like, people are, like, genuinely, like, why would you get that tattooed on you? It's like, why not? Like, the same reason that someone would pay $500 for whatever on whatnot. It's like, Mm -hmm. that time and moment, like... I'm gonna re- I'm gonna look at that tattoo and be like, oh yeah, we did this thing. It's just like, well, like tattoos this- don't have to have a deep meaning to it. Uh, dude, you're you're telling me like I well like I've spent most of the last few months just like getting tattoos and stuff like that. And like this this last one I got this like Eddie Guerrero piece, like probably the one of all of them that like oh no, this actually means like Eddie was my favorite wrestler. But the other ones, it's like, why did you get that? I don't know. I thought it would be cool. And it's like, oh, okay, but like, what's the meaning behind it? I had time and money. Like, I had free time. I had, I was <laughs> bored and I, I could have done something productive, but instead I was just like, hey, Jen, what are you doing? Do you want to stab me for a few hours? And here you go. Like, it's just, but, and like, especially with something like that where it's like, one, like, 
I love I love seeing people's negative reactions to it, where it's just like, doesn't this guy know that's there permanently? It's like, have you seen Brody Key? Like, this guy has plenty of tattoos. I'm sure that like another yeah. you know another random one. This is is it gonna you know that's not gonna be the one where he goes fuck. I don't think I should have gotten this, you know? Of course, that would be, like, your Among Us tattoo, the one that you would regret. Uh, <laughs> well, but- I, ta- like, tattoo the side of my head, and I have this, like, you know, the this tattoo artist, Joe Chat, he, like, does these, like, zombie punk girls, like, and so I got that on the side of my head, and then, like, somebody commented on Instagram, was just like, care to explain the meaning behind this? And I just said, <laughs> I just said, looked cool it's it's literally the only fucking reason why i got it like i liked it i don't know like it's not like i was like i want a dead girl on my head it's like i like how it looks (laughs) like yeah that's like i feel like when people are like you always get to be like yeah i want to get tattooed but i i just don't know anything i'd want on the on my body for the rest of my life and i'm at the point where like i don't give a fuck like you know, I'm almost at, I'm actually at the point now where I do give a fuck because I have such little real estate that, like, I kind of care about, like, who I get tattooed by. But when it comes down to, like, actually what it is, I don't really give a fuck. And there's been a lot of times where it's just like, I want to get tattooed by you because I like your art. You can do whatever you want. Like, yeah, I literally, like, like, I literally flew to from fucking Chicago to Seattle just, you know, like, because I was like, hey, what are you doing this Friday? You know, like it was one of those things where I was just like, yeah, I specifically want you to do like, I posted the, uh, uh, like the video that he took of it. I was on Instagram or take one of those. I posted it somewhere. And like some stranger was like, looks good. I would have done something different. And it's like, by all means, brother, like go ahead and, you know, take this to your tattoo. Like, I thought it looked great. Like, I don't, you know, like that's also, it's also one of those things where it's like, I, if I had everyone commenting like this fucking sucks, I hate it. I'd, I'd be like, yeah, sorry. I don't know. Like, you know, I re- like, I had a lot of people that are like, Oh, why did you get a burning church? Is that because of, uh, how you feel about, uh, you know, religion? And I'm like, I don't know. Catholics are scarier than vampires. Like, I don't, what the fuck? Like, you know, 100%. yeah. Um, before we get out of here though, I, I did really quickly want to talk. I, I mentioned it earlier, but, uh, you know a while back at the sun and fury fest you know you you it became fucking uh immortalized that picture of you jumping into the crowd you know you and uh your band got hate were playing and you know it's just that awesome picture i think it was dan house and just started fucking photoshopping you everywhere into things like how's that been being able to like to perform now more that like not covid's over but like you know covid's kind of over like <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely seems like people don't fucking care about it, that's for sure. I mean, I, I thought that, like, coming out of it, people would be a little bit more respectful of, like, if they had, like, a cough or cold, they'd be like, all right, maybe I should put a mask on. But now you're just, like, you see someone in the grocery store and they're just like, <coughs> you're like, oh, all right, so we're just back to being fucking assholes again. That's cool. <laughs> uh, but, no, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's basically fucking over. Um but yeah, being able to like perform live has been awesome again. Like obviously being able to perform in front of crowds again, wrestling shows is awesome, but you know, being able to, to play shows with my band as well has been awesome. And, you know, sound and fury, we got to play to like 6,000 people, which was crazy as fucking, uh, 
yeah, I mean that that set was like a moment in time of like uh, everything that I've ever wanted out of a hardcore band and hardcore set like happened, and it was just like you know people were beating the shit out of each other, people were jumping out the stage like. Uh, we're in our hometown, and then, like, during the last song, like, somebody lights a fucking mortar off in the pit, and, like, you uh, you just hear, Funk, and then, boom, and, like, a lot of people thought that it was, like, a gunshot, but, like, I literally saw it happen in front of me, and I just see a giant firework, I was like, this is, like, some movie shit right now, like, what is happening right now? Uh, but that, yeah, that was a, that was a crazy, crazy experience. And I know uh, you guys have you guys have another show coming up in New York that weekend. Like, um, is that is that you guys' first time sort of going over to the East Coast and doing a show? Because I know most of your shows have just been kind of like local to out there in California, right? No, we played we played everywhere. I mean, we played in Japan. We played we've played in New York a bunch, and like mm-hmm. that's always been kind of like a hot spot for us. And like, you know, the one of the bands that we're playing with, King Nine, that's been like our brother band for since we started like we kind of started around the same time and uh they've always kind of rode for us and we rode for them and like some of our best friends but uh it, this is like the first time that we're kind of like doing it off the back of like a wrestling thing so you know it's a good opportunity for for wrestling fans to come check out god's hate if that what they're interested in and like you know we've gotten a big crossover except especially since like joining AEW and since the newest record of uh wrestling fans getting into god's hate and like more like hardcore heavy music but uh you know i'm kind of scared because like hardcore shows are very very aggressive and kind of violent so it's just like you know i feel like i'm gonna have to give like a, a pre-warning like all right, uh, I wouldn't stand in the front. I'd probably stand all the way in the back and, you know, participate at your own risk because I don't want to hear, well, I got fucking my teeth knocked out at Brody King's show. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that'll happen. Like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be out there that weekend, uh, just for just to hang out with some friends. I don't I don't know if I'm going to the the pay per view or not, but one of my buddies was like, "Hey, he's like he's like, hey, you you know, your 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 buddy Brody's gonna have a show. He's like, do you, do you want to go?" And I, like I've never been to a hardcore show, and I was just like, "Yeah, I was, I was like, we'll see." I was like, "If, if I was like, if you guys are down to go, I was like, we'll, we'll fucking go." I was like, but also like, yeah, with with regular concerts, I'm I'm more no, I'm now at the age where I'm just like, it's okay, we don't have to be up close. It's like one of these like hardcore shows would probably be like, yes, I will, I will gladly support Brody uh, from back here where yeah. where we're safe because I I also <laughs> want all my teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, I feel like that's what like a normal show goer like they want to get there early so they get a spot in front and it's just like at a hardcore show it's like you can have the front because that's where you're going to get fucking jumped on or kicked in the head or something that you do not want to happen to you you're for, for there's for sure going to be one tweet that's like this didn't happen to me at the fuzzy show like at the fuzzy show <laughs> like you know yeah uh brody can you pay for my medical bills because i, I have a shattered jaw now <laughs> yeah sorry bud uh well shit brody uh thank you again for 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 coming on uh like i you know like i said it's uh it's always a treat for for not only the, the three, four? three four four times time? yeah yeah because we did yeah we did the 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 original one and then last year we did like the the brody king halloween special it was like two weeks back to back yeah we did two different movies yeah, we scream and then uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, if, if any if anyone's listening for the first time, you can uh, 
I'll 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 repost those so they can go am back. Am I the first? Four, am I the first four timer? I think so. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and then we'll have five times, six times. I'm going to be the undisputed champion of uh, Pro Wrestling Tees podcast. Yeah. At some point, like I'm just going to like. Uh, you know, like when people start reaching out, like, "Oh, hey, we want to sponsor your show," I'll be like, "Yeah, Brody King's uh, he's he's the co-host." You know, like one of the things very early on, because uh, my buddy Joe, he works for for Hot Topic. You know, he he's like the head buyer over there, and I was like, "Hey, I was like, I'm just gonna tell people that we're sponsored by Hot Topic." You know, I was like, I was like, you, you don't ever have to give me anything. You don't have to send anything. I was like, I'm just gonna tell people that, and he was like, "Yeah, for sure, I don't care." Like, you know, I was like. What, what's it what's it gonna take to telling people it's like yeah like we're, we're sponsored by hot topic i was like i'll never tag them in anything or or promote it as such you know i was like but if you know but if i'm like talking to some cute girl and she's like oh wow is that like a legit thing i'd be like yeah you know we just had kevin smith on and uh we're sponsored by hot topic but of course because like it's i've never i've never had the like uh it's it, like it'll happen now especially that like i'm, I'm single again when girls would be like oh you have a podcast like like send me a link and i'm like you don't want to listen to me and my stupid fucking friends like trust, and they'll be like no no no, it'll be interesting i'm like i i promise you you don't want to hear me talk about like i watched logan for the first time the first time i watched logan i cried at three in the morning and called my dad and told him that i love him like that's not going to be like oh my god this is the one you guys he cried during logan you know uh <laughs> But anytime yeah. I do, they see a Kevin Smith tattoo. They're like, who's that? And I have to just, have you ever watched this? No, no. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. It was like just some guy who, some director from the 90s. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if you guys want to see Brody, you could uh, see him on AEW. Uh, you know, he should be on there more, damn. As far as I'm concerned, you know, he, he, Moxie, got, Moxie got you, you know, that first time, but... You know, if Max can get the job done, then we're gonna have to fucking send the big bad Brody King back there again. Cause uh, I want more Brody King on TV. Damn it! Thank you. <laughs> All right, Brody. Uh, take care, and we'll see. Hey, listen, I'm I'm booking it now. Next Halloween, Brody King Halloween special. Set the date. All right, bud. All right. Thank you again to Brody for that interview. Uh, yeah, again, like he talked about, you know, the the cool costumes that Emily, his wife, put together for for her kids, for their kids. You know, like I he posted the pictures of it, and I'm just like, fuck yeah. And you know, of course, at the end, I'm like, we need to see more review on TV, Brody. And I don't know if you, if you saw, but like all four members of the House of Black put out these cool vignettes um, of them like oh, stepping no. out of the shadows. And it looks pretty awesome, including oh. Brody specifically because he looks fucking jacked. Like this guy looks yeah. like a he looks like Zangief walking out of fucking like <laughs> that's just how uh, big from Street he looks. Fighter yeah yeah, 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 so, yeah so I'm excited to you know to to see what I'll what, check those out yeah I'm excited to see what comes with those kids because of course Brody King my favorite wrestler you know yeah um but hey very quick though I, I did want to plug uh, the sponsors of the show of course uh, M3 Toys uh, you guys can't see but I am surrounded by uh, I. Funny, I, I, earlier in the week they they posted like a, a a reel or a TikTok of of their store, which just with all like the Funko Pops lining up against the mm-hmm. wall and everything, and a uh, a lady friend responded and went, "Wow," she goes, "Goals." She's like, "That's so crazy, like that you have that many Funko Pops." And I was like, "Well, this is my friend's store, but yes, I've also got <laughs> I've also got probably that much like up in my office, uh, you know." I 
a week or two ago facetiming with a, another lady friend of mine while i was up here in the office and she was like wow you really like all those uh funko pops and, and toys huh should i be concerned and i was like I'm picking these toys over you. I hope you understand that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But if you want some Funko Pops, head over to uh, or Action Figures because they they just they got they just got in a bunch of cool NECA figures as well. Uh, M3Toys.com. Use promo code uh, PWDCast. Get a whole ass ten percent off. As well as Freelance Wrestling. Uh, you know Chicago's premier independent promotion. Booker T was just name dropping them uh, on fucking Halloween <laughs> Havoc, which was awesome. You know. Yeah. He says he says a lot of dumb things, but uh, every now and then he he does drop a gem like mention freelance wrestling uh on wwe tv so uh, go ahead and, and check out those two um as well as uh the draft pod what do we got over the draft pod this week uh coming up tomorrow on the draft pod is uh <clears throat> our 1992 uh november is our we we hit up both of our 30th anniversary shows so tomorrow is our mixtape what we're gonna do with biff from uh or ben from biff radio um and then in two weeks Mr. Uh, Berto himself will be joining us for uh, 1992 movies. So it's kind of a nice, uh, it's usually just an, a thing like we can set up like, all right, we never know what's going on with Wes's takeover. Like, it's always like, fuck, scramble research. Like, at least then, like, we were like, let's just set this aside for every act or November. And then we always know, like, all right, this is easy research we can do. <laughs> so kind of a nice palate cleanser which i I gotta say last week for for you guys who listen to the draft but for these who don't go ahead and check Mm -hmm. it out specifically last week's episode if you've heard west i I do want to say uh um uh i did see we i was able to steal one of uh one of your listeners if his social media is any indication jesse kolenberg thanks for listening (sighs) josie josie jesse kolenberg fucking og friend of the show i listen that is fine as as jesse is he is such a gem of a fucking human being. I've lo- I, yeah, I, I, I love I, Jesse so much. I saw it popped up that he followed us on uh, Instagram. And I was like, yes, got one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Jesse's, Jesse's the fucking man. Um, yeah. He he and I are going to be talking uh, Hateful Eight later, later nice. this month on the Patreon. Um, yeah, no, uh, but again, if you have it, the episode two check out, again, if you've, if you've listened to oh, Wes yeah. Allen on here, you know, in the past or on the Patreon and stuff like that, you know, wonderful fucking person, love him, you know, he is both a uh, big brother uh, slash father figure, you know, from time to time, depending yeah. on the subject matter, you know, he's either dad yeah. or he's, you know, big brother. Um, or a uh, creepy uncle. I hear creepy uncle, yeah, sometimes, you know, if we're at a <laughs> beach. Um, yeah. But, uh hall of fame worthy episode last week with him you know he came out uh, with you guys hall of fame worthy episode like yeah. again if he was so good he was um uh you know we really got to see like for the most part like wes is very like you know he's very pro wrestler like there's like gimmick wes allen and then there's like shooter wes allen you know and we got the shooter we got the real side got of wesley. wesley yeah wesley that's right <laughs> Wesley Ethan, that was that's who came on the show this week. So uh, we have to hear like what his actual favorite horror movies are. Yeah, which I knew I was like, thank God when he mentioned that O three Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot because like yeah, come on, we all know that's the superior. It goes to me if yeah. you're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It goes O uh, three House of a Thousand Corpses uh, twenty was it twenty <laughs> twenty the one that just came out like last year yeah yeah twenty 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 yeah and then you know the the original one but um yeah (laughs) head on over to the draft pod and and, and then listen to that um i did mention you know off the top that i I did want to just 
spend a little bit, a few minutes on it, but House of the Dragon, it's over yes. now. If you don't, like, if you haven't caught up, fucking go catch up. Catch up so that, you know, I don't ruin it for you in our therapy session like I did with my therapist. <laughs> it's fine. He's read the books. But I was just, like, yeah. started talking, and he was like, oh, I haven't finished that episode. And I was like, well, Keith, God damn it. I'm so sorry <laughs> that I did that to you. Um, yeah. But, yeah, dude, the, after this last episode, I was just like, fuck. Like, it, it left it left on such a high note that I'm like, I have to wait at least two fucking years to see like another, like, yeah. which is frustrating specifically because they like yeah. greenlit the second season before they even started like dropping the first one. They should have yeah. been on it. Yeah. And like, especially since you kind of know the subject matter, but I guess it is a lot of fucking sets and everything like that. Like, you know, these are like from here on in. I mean, I, for one, I didn't think that I didn't think that, which, are we going to talk spoilers? Like, like you can't. I mean, listen. If, if, okay, it's been two weeks now since the last episode air. So, yeah. so run away if you don't want it spoiled. <laughs> so when Eamon killed um, Luke, not Jaceres, the other one, Luke. Yes, uh, when he killed him, like I was, ex- I didn't wasn't expecting that in the first season. Like I was like, oh, that's going to be like the first part. But like because of what the retaliation that's coming in episode one or two. Is what what I've always what I've been telling people like when that shit happens it's gonna be like red wedding like it is so fucking diabolical what happens and it's like the the, the first retaliation is fucking crazy so like that's where we're just gonna start off season two so it's like hell yeah man like I I'm all in on this fucking this show well like the the creators have said seasons two and three are gonna be a lot more like the like seasons three and four of Game of Thrones where it was just a lot of mm-hmm. like boom 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 let's go like yeah. I told you last I mean, last few weeks I've been uh, mm-hmm. finishing Game of Thrones and I man you know it goes without saying is that you know the 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 long night the battle for Winterfell yeah. amazing episode should have ended there you know because this <laughs> yeah, is like what yeah. comes after like listen daenerys targaryen had every right in my mind to burn down mm-hmm. fucking king's landing or yeah. she should have she yeah. like, burned all of it i don't care all those people uh-huh. listen they're all war criminals that's the thing with these shows yeah. they're all war criminals yep. you gotta pick which is your favorite war criminal like yeah. i i and again i don't care none of these people are real like it's yeah you know burn everyone down with the dragon but like, yeah, it, it was it. It's kind of one of the flaws of the story because, like, even though they're like, yes, this is the Game of Thrones. This is the title of the book. Like, this is what it's called. Um, also, they're like the whole time they're being like, yeah, but that's not the real problem. <laughs> the real problem is this fucking zombie maker that's over there. And then like you get rid of the real problem and you're like, Oh, I don't really care about the game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. whoever can have it, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, like on top of like, and again, sorry, we're going into the game of Thrones spoilers, yeah. but the fact that like, you know, you're like, Oh no, oh, if, if we're, if we're going house of the dragon spoilers, we can definitely do yeah. game of Thrones. Spoilers. <laughs> um, but like the fact that like Jon Snow's like I don't want like I know I am the rightful heir I don't want it and the fact that it's like yeah. but no you have to like no who is making up these yeah. fucking archaic sexist rules like no yeah. I don't want it she can have it like you know and I get the whole like well they won't support me da 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 it's like well then fucking get married and they'll have your support like I yeah. don't again it was just I mean and and I know what it was it was poor writing from fucking those two idiots. Yeah, um, all she had to do was marry John, and then everybody would be like, "Yay!" Yeah, 
I don't know. Again, I mean, just you know, Cersei should have died a very violent, terrible death at the hands of Arya. Like, mm-hmm. just a lot of things that don't really make sense and just don't really like you know. But I mean, hey, yeah. there's this Jon Snow prequel or sequel coming. Yeah, there's ten thousand ships coming, which is a prequel. There's a uh, ten thousand ships. Is that's the one of a. Uh, yeah, this is like, isn't it? Yeah, so this is like real old. This is like, this is even before the Targaryens came to Dragon uh, Dragonstone. So it's it's way back in the day. So no shit. I mean, hey, that's a yeah. good thing. There's so much lore within Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like you could literally just like, hey, we're gonna do Aegon's conquest. We're gonna do the fucking Robert's rebellion. You know, mm-hmm. again, the craziest thing too to me, fucking the last. 20 30 years of game of thrones everything that happens is because some fucking incel like uh you know loved someone who didn't love him back and then she falls in love with someone else and he's like oh he th- this guy raped her he raped her i'm gonna oh look at me i'm the fucking knight in shining armor i kill the rapist and it's just like nah it's not at all what happened you know yeah. like you're just a fucking you know some fuck boy that didn't yeah. get his way and you know ruined the lives of all the targaryens you know yeah. like it's so so crazy so so wild to me when you think about it like yeah. in that terms um i did want to mention though uh you and i of course big fans of damon lindelof uh you know the leftovers mm-hmm. watchmen uh lost yeah he is writing the next trilogy of star wars movies yeah i believe it's the director of uh Miss Marvel, she's going to be directing all of, if not at least maybe the first one. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, they got Damon Lindelof in there. It's supposed to be set like a few years. Oh, good. I can blame it on a female then. If it's not good, then yeah, because that that was the problem with the other ones too. Is it was just it was only the fact that there was a female lead. Yeah. So this yeah, uh, yeah they're probably going to bring in a, a woman of color. You know, they're going to oh. be woke, just like just like he was with that Watchmen, where it's like, oh, great, Dr. Manhattan's black now. Great. Yeah. Which, okay, okay sorry, it was a, Game of Thrones. Like, why'd you have to make brand fucking weird Dr. Manhattan? Like, you know, <laughs> like, we're going to yeah. make Dr. Manhattan king? No, like, you fucking, did, has, have none of you guys fucking read Alan Moore's fucking Watchmen? That's not what you mm. do, you know? Um but yeah, no, he they're gonna be writing a new set of Star movies. Like they're like it's gonna be set a few years after the last three won't be centered around those characters. But I gotta imagine there's going to be some sort of arcs to, you know, redeem those characters. Do them, you know, you know do I, right by them. I I should have thought of this before, but what the fuck's the succession plan with Bran then? Like you're just gonna have to you're gonna have another fucking Game of Thrones because his dick doesn't work. I think it works. He's just his legs don't work. Oh, maybe. Yeah, Brand Stark. Uh-huh. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Stark. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. All right, listen. It's John Snow's. It's it's John Snow's for the. Maybe movie. that's what. The, maybe what that movie's gonna be like. He's like never mind. Well, never mind. I, I, I do want it. I will be king then. I do want it. <laughs> well, everyone's like. Uh, I'm sorry, we're going back to the Game of Thrones. People are saying that, like, Drogon fucking takes away fucking uh, uh, Daenerys' body and takes her to get resurrected by another one of these red priests. I don't fucking know, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's all up in the air, really, what what, what they choose yeah. to, what they choose to do with it. Like, I... 
like just redeem them last season just you know <laughs> just do right by it which is again same yeah. thing like if they can read like you know those last star wars movies the the you know i am if this snow is just like a make good on the fucking on the you know to tie up some like the million questions everybody had like going what what but what what about her? what's what's she what's he doing like <laughs> yeah I'll, i'm down for that does Braun ever get high garden you know <laughs> yeah. i don't know I like promised. you always say like i i i'm like you i love fucking fan service like it's it's like yeah that's there's nothing wrong with that just give me what i want so i and very quickly you know we'll, we'll, we'll go out on, on this but like so i saw earlier in the week people were dunking on there's this one kid on tiktok matt ramos i think his name is like he you'll know who he is because he he uh he does the videos like this where he's like very excited oh. about the marvel yeah. stuff like overly excited yeah. um yeah and he would like he posted like his review of black panther he was like it's fine he's like it wasn't the best he goes and like people were people surmised that they were shitting on him because they were like, oh, there's no, allegedly, I don't know, I haven't seen the fucking movie and I haven't seen any confirmation, but they're like, oh, there was no Doctor Doom in the post-credits, so he's probably shitty about that. And then people started dunking on him about like, the post-credits, they're like, oh, like that's how you dictate whether a Marvel movie is good or not? Like, I'm sorry, but like, yes, to me. To, <laughs> I, like, listen, yeah. a big part of these fucking movies is it's just the, like, the post it's just like a Yeah, it's just like a season finale. Like, if you're not going to give me a fucking taste of what's next, like, why would I, why would I watch next season? Like, why would I, I mean, at this point, yeah, I'm just going to watch the next MCU movie anyway, but like, I'm not going to lie, but still though, he's like, give me something to come back. Yeah. Well, no. And then you have like the writer who's like, no, no, doom's not supposed to mean this wasn't ever supposed to be in this. And it's like, no, like, no, he was like, we, you know, like I've seen like the, you know, Mm -hmm. like the, uh the movie dirt sheets you know like they were like yeah no he was supposed to be in this and i mean whatever you're the writer you're gonna cover you're you're not gonna be like yeah he was but then kevin feige was like uh you like again yeah. by all by all accounts they're still looking for actors to to fill in those roles but mm-hmm. like no to me i was just like no if there's a shitty like fucking post credits that takes away from the movie for me like yeah. it, it, I'm sorry, it, and and just specifically with the Marvel movies, because what have they fucking conditioned you to do? You stay for the fucking thirty minutes of fucking credits, and then you get a fucking cool stinger, so that you're like, oh my god, Drew, can you fucking believe it? You yeah. know, fucking so and so is give coming. me something to talk about over the next six months to a year until the next one comes out. Yeah, you know? and honestly, the last few ones have been lackluster, like Hercules, pfft, fucking yeah. um, what's her name, and fucking Doctor Strange. Pfft, like, no, give me something good. Like I like the Shang Chi one, you know, where you, you have Wong in there, you have Captain Marvel and Hulk, oh, yeah. and they're like, oh, something's fucking happening here. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, so I don't know. That that just that just pissed me off though. Where like everyone's like dunking on this kid, and it's like one's like, yeah, no, this kid's twenty one. All his all his Marvel movies have had these fucking like pretty fucking cool post credit stingers to set up fucking something big. That is what these movies are known for. That is a fan service that I want. Like, yeah. It's just I don't. It was just, again. It was just one of those things where I was just like, "Shut up!" Like, <laughs> he, you are allowed as a consumer of this product, especially at his level, to be upset that they fucking, you know. Like, and they're like, because I guess it's like, oh, it is a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. It's like, yes, sure, cool, but fucking do that at the beginning of the film or something. Like, <laughs> no, I want fucking, I want Doctor Doom or some fucking cool shit. Like, at the end, like, I yeah. don't know. I'm excited to watch the movie though. I, 
I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've zero self control, and I've seen some leaked footage already on TikTok. <laughs> Boy, if oh man, I just ugh, ne- fucking Namor. I can't wait. I was I was such a yeah. fucking giant crybaby about fucking Mexican Namor, but now I'm all about it. You know, <laughs> all fucking about it. The very way uh, that I am about all these uh, patrons, wonderful patrons of the show, of course. Um, Patreon.com forward slash PWTcast. You yourself can sign up. Um, <clears throat> I am waiting on the the last magnet that fucking it was a whoopsie on my end. I ordered the wrong magnet, and I had to order the right one uh, to go out with uh, your guys' uh, goodie bag for for Halloween. So it should be coming soon. I also ordered uh, Christmas cards; those should be coming in Aww. soon as well. Um, that I'll be sending over to to you guys. Uh, of course, Patreon.com forward slash PWTcast. You can sign up for that. And I do want to give a huge shout out to uh, Clifford Fraser, Jesse Kohlenberg. Uh, Joshua Davis, Neil Flanagan. Who, again, I'm going to be seeing Neil in, in about a week or two. I'm going to I'm going to force him to sit down and podcast with me. So I'm sorry, Neil, but we're gonna. We, I'm, I'm just I'm going to give him a giant hug and big old fucking big old kiss on the cheek. I love Neil so much. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Vivian, um, Anthony. Oh, Vivian, who she bought me Chick Fil A the other day after we recorded. It was so good. But my car smelled like Chick Fil A. I forget. I didn't finish my fries. Yeah. So my car just smelled like Chick-fil-A for like a day or two, and I was like, couldn't figure out why. Um, Anthony Torres, my godfather, Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Uh, Steve Feast, Rachel Sayarto, the birthday boy himself, Drew Kissler, Jacob Taos, Lucy Salgado, and, of course, Sandra Salgado. Um, yeah, you guys, thank you for sticking around for you know our, our giant-sized Halloween episode. Uh, I'm not sure what I'll be bouncing back with next week, but uh, rest assured, you'll 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 hear the beautiful dulcet tones of uh one drew kissler uh drew anything, yeah. anything you want to plug before we get out of here um yeah just if uh if, if you like what you hear give us give me a follow on uh instagram it's like the only one i'm actually active on so uh it's x mr sparkle x um nice little simpsons reference for myself and then uh over at, at the draft pod underscore official for the for the my uh my side, my side bitch, uh, the draft podcast. <laughs> there was, there was, there was a, a point in time where I remember when I was like going through it, where you guys were like, "Hey, if you just want to like come on here, like as a permanent fourth, you know, by all means, the seat is open." <laughs> uh, and you know, very slowly, I've just like, yeah, I'm, like, I mean, like I've told you, guys, I'm like, whenever I'll fucking, I'll, I'll come in. Yeah. But it's one of those where it's like, well, I'm pulling Drew for this, and like James is gonna be jumping on the podcast to talk like attack the block yeah. with me, so. You know, Andy, better watch your better watch that sweet ass of yours, boy. I'm coming for you next. Hey, you know, I, I if you ever want to do the sixth man, I'm sure he's down. I'll find I'll find something fun sports related for for, for the boy. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. But all right, you guys, uh, thank you for for joining us. Have a happy Halloween, and uh, for the PWT cast this week, I've been Scrump. I am Drew, and this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.